Hello, this is Tom Williams, and you are listening to Talk Theater in Chicago's Interview Podcast. Our guest this week, in a little change of format for us, uh, for these podcasts, is the star of Filament Theater's Hank Williams' Lost Highway, which is a bio-musical about the life of one of the great folk singers and country singers of all time, the man who's been listed with... uh, one of the most influential men in American music. He goes down with all the top people. Let's say hello to Peter Oilo, who is playing Hank. Hello, Peter. Hi, Tom. Thanks for having me. Great. Tell me why you and Filament Theater decided to do uh, Hank Williams' uh, Lost Highway. Well, we've always been in love with this this genre of music, and Hank Williams in particular is, like you said, he's at the pinnacle of this uh, musical genre, so he's, you know, he's right at the cusp of where where um, folk music meets blues meets uh, the beginning of country western music, and so we're really drawn to how smart, well researched, and beautiful the script is, how funny it is, and and as well as how entertaining, and um, the the amazing amount of music because we love to do at least one production per year that that has a large component of music. So this is this is a, a musical. This has got a book story. It isn't just a review of Hank's music. Oh, absolutely. It's got a, a really great, smart script and over 30 songs. Oh, wow. So, so tell us a little about Hank Williams for those few people who don't know who he is. And we're talking about Hank Williams Sr., not his son, <laughs> who's been doing some stupid controversial things lately. This is, this is his father, right? Who, uh, from my research, shows... Uh, started singing at age 14 in 1937 and went through till uh, the end of 52. Is that right? Yeah. So yeah, he, he he only had about a six-year span where he was really on the national stage, but he he catapulted quite quickly from pretty much obscurity in, in rural Alabama to sort of the Grand Ole Opry stage and the pinnacle of, of musical stardom at that time period. But he's sort of your classic tale of a of a poetic troubled soul who uh, sort of extinguishes far too early. Yeah, he kind of um, the, the booze and the morphine and the pills kind of got him at a young age. He was twenty nine years old, right? Yeah, he was. Isn't that amazing that that someone can have can leave the legacy he had eleven number one hits in about a five year span? That's incredible. Yeah, pretty much. Every song that he released was a chart smasher, basically. <laughs> and he's another one of those that, that uh, in the years after his death, I know there were five hits he had that were that were uh, pre-recorded, but they weren't released till after he died. Yeah, and even even recently, um, his estate has released a major catalog of, of songs because he uh, had a weekly radio show that he would uh, he would come down and, and do live. And so they recorded all of those shows and a lot of the music and those recordings, which are absolutely priceless, um, have been released recently. And there's even some uh, black and white uh, old grainy uh, YouTube uh, of him on Kate Smith's show and some of the, the grand old opera and some of the, uh, the country shows in the early 50s. Yeah, there's actually very little actual footage of Hank Williams performing, but the stuff that we do have is very, very fun to watch. Okay, so tell us his story now, enough to, to get folks 
interested in 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 seeing the play as a story, uh, not just the music. Although although you'll hear soon, folks, the music is fabulous. Yeah, he grew up in in rural Alabama and sort of sort of a sickly youth. Um, his father. I mean, there's a, I won't give too much away about his story of his family, but there's an interesting relationship between his mother and his father. And so for most of his life, his father was very absent, was absent from his life. And that was something that the young Hank Williams, um, lamented quite often. There are some really tender, uh, pieces of writing that he did early on about how he, you know, wished he had a father. You know, he could have all the ice cream and all of the, pop in the world, but what he really wanted was to have a father. And, and amazingly, his, his musical mentor was a, was a black homeless guy, uh, Rufus Payne. Well, he was a, he was a day laborer who, who, I mean, this is, this is also under some speculation, but, um, it, it's sort of attributed to a, and in the play, he's, the character is called T-Tot, who's a day laborer who kind of introduces him to that southern blues, um, folk style of guitar and playing and singing. And so it's kind of, uh, given the, the, the fortunate title of being the person who introduced Hank to this music. Yeah. And, and Hank then brings blues into kind of white man's country. Yeah. There was no real country western at that time. Um, even Hank, in some of his recordings, he referred to his music as folk music, uh, music of the people. Um, and so that aspect of it was really important to him, and I think that that's what really gave him uh, a leg ahead in how he connected to the, the general population at the time. Yeah, and, and one of the other things that, that struck me about him was he was a, him and his mother were promoters young. I mean, he got his own radio show at 14 years old. <laughs> Yeah, he was a he was a pretty rambunctious youth. He was very lonely. He spent a lot of time by himself. Uh, he did have a sister, but you know, he he spent a lot of time alone. And once he got the guitar, because he was like I said, he was sort of a sickly youth. He was later. It's thought that he had spina bifida, so he his whole life, which was like you said, quite short. He dealt with a very painful back injury that at the time they didn't really know much about and couldn't really do much about it. And later on, once he became well-known and, and quite wealthy, you know, he, he did undergo a surgery, which was not terribly successful. But, but early on, you know, his, it was his mother that really pushed him, um, drove him all around the South playing shows. Because he wasn't the only one. The band he put together, wasn't there a 13-year-old in the band, too? <laughs> From what from my research, who played well, the slide guitar? Well, pretty much everybody that played with Hank Williams was called a drifting cowboy. So it was Hank Williams and the drifting cowboys. And there was a whole host of people that cycled in and out of his band and came and went for various reasons, some by choice and some forced out. But yeah, so every, every, there were a lot of different band members. But in our show, um, the band members are sort of amalgamations of Various potential people. So you got to tell us now. You put the band together, is that right? Uh, yeah, through uh, through auditions and just some great fortune, we were able to put together a really. As really as band. folks, as you will hear coming up, uh, they sound like they've been together for years. <laughs> That's a testimony to uh, well, 
they're really, really yeah. accomplished musicians, all of them. And just, it's such a great fortune to be able to play with them. I have such a great time at the show. So how do you approach playing a legendary guy who has a, you know, who's left a mountain of music and who has, has a, a distinct sound? How do you well, approach with, that? with some fear, you know, I'm a lifelong musician and singer and have sang in a variety of styles. Um, I write a lot of folk styled music, but I've also done a lot of classical and, and musicals. But like you said, to you, it is, it, it is a little bit frightening to undertake such a such a character as this, just because there is so much affection and love for this person, for this music. And like you said, it, it's a very distinctive style. So I try to do uh, as best I can a sort of representation of. I'm not trying to imitate. I'm not interested in imitation. I'm not trying to be. A, an impersonator. Um, but Thank God, because <laughs> that, that, to me that never works. Yeah, so just getting into into the essence of the music, of the voice. Um, yeah, the style, where, which is real, real down-home country. I mean, for a guy who's classically trained, and, and, mm-hmm. and, and folks, Peter's saying, the, more yet since fandom for Porchlight Theater a number of years back, which is very operatic. And, and you've been in Secret Garden and Ragtime and The Dangerous Beauty. You've, you've done a lot of top shows. Uh, so how hard? See, at first I thought, well, that's got to be easy singing that sort of country twang, but not really, is it? No, it's it's very hard. It takes a lot of air, a lot of breath control and breath support. So you know, just it's been you know a great challenge because it's really it's really got my my breath control for all of the singing that I do. Um, in, in a lot better shape, and 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 because there's there he does a lot of those breaks, a lot of those you know borderland yodels, um, that takes a lot of air, and you're flipping in and out of falsetto, and that's an interesting challenge. And and in my music, I've I've explored you know the the range of of the male voice, so that's something that feels comfortable to me. But it's but there's not a lot of leeway with it. You need to you know, you need to kind of hit it pretty, pretty straight on. So that's that's been one of the exciting challenges, but a challenge. It is it, your preparation part of that is listening to Hank a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, to me, capturing Hank Williams is capturing the soul that he had. Well, you that's, could just that's hear his his absolutely. angst, his pain, his emotion, and his singing. Yeah, and I think that this show does a really great job of illuminating the music and why and where it might have come from. He was a very passionate person um, and very much filled with emotion and thought and the the poetry of his music and and sort of the internal climate that it that it comes from. That's something that I that I'm really fascinated about and, and really resonates. So Well you know it'll help at this point? Let's go at this point and have you guys do a song for us and you can introduce <laughs> the band. Sure. Yeah, How does we'll, that sound? We'll do it. Sounds great. We're going to do a little song called Honky Tonk Blues. Before we do that, I'd like to introduce my band here for you. And if you boys could come up and say hello. Over here on Fiddle. Hi. I'm Eric Labanaskis. Playing Leon. And playing here on the lead guitar. 
Hi there, how's it going? My name's Sam Quinn, playing Jimmy. And we got you back on the lap steel. Howdy everybody, my name's Tim McNulty and I'm playing Shane. And last but certainly not least, playing on the big old fiddle here, the bass. Hi, I'm uh, Jesse Wolfo, I'm playing Haas, playing this big doghouse bass. Alright boys, you ready to play a little honky tonk blues? <laughs> Well, I left my home down on the rural route Told my pa I'm going stepping out And get the honky-tonk blues Yeah, the honky-tonk blues Tell Lord I got a home I got the honky-tonk blues Well, I went to dance and I wore out my shoes this morning wishing I could lose the jumping honky tonk blues. Yeah, the honky tonk blues. Say, oh Lord, I got a home. I got the honky tonk blues. All right, Bernie. Well, I really have it down and folks i think it's a good time now let's talk about where the show's going to be mounted and when it opens let's give a little commercial for the show sure yeah we're, we're performing the show june 8th through july 8th uh, we're <laughs> at the athenaeum theater um at 2936 north southport avenue all right you're running thursdays through saturdays at 7 30 is that uh -huh. correct and sundays at three yeah all right how what's the length of the show uh that's a good question right about you know we I'm, won't hold you to it <laughs> I would say it's it's just under two hours. Oh, good intermission. Yeah. All right, great. That's that, that's cool. So people would be out of there in time to go have a drink or get in the mood to hear some great music. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so you're running through July eighth, and I must say, Peter, this is the kind of show that uh, 
the Chicago audiences are just going to love. That's why I, I can't help but promote it as much as I can. I love Hank Williams' stuff, and I love the work Filament's done and, and your work. I mean, folks, Million Dollar Quartet's been running for four years, and this show is is just as good. It's this, it's the era actually before that, right? Didn't Hank influence a lot of those? those yeah, films? absolutely. Yeah. You know, Elvis and, and Jerry Lee Lewis and all that, they all listen to, to Hank Williams' stuff. Yeah. And so did Johnny Cash. I know he, he was very influenced by him. So for you, some of your producers out there in town, uh, this show begs, I know Peter doesn't want me to say it, but I'm going to say it anyhow. This show begs to be remounted later. This is a terrific show. We're really excited to have yeah. a Chicago premiere of this show. Would so. you move it? If, uh, I know you're stuck with a, with a rental thing. I mean, if the show is as, as successful as I believe it's going to be. Well, we, we would love to keep doing this show because we absolutely love it. Yeah. And, and it's the kind of show that Chicago does like. I mean, Patsy Cline was a big hit in this town. And uh, so is Million Dollar Quartet. And let's, let's get the Hank Williams show. I can't believe it's never been done here. Yeah, I know. It's, isn't it's that amazing? And I think that this, this music, um, these era, uh, this era of music is starting to get a, a revival. So we're seeing, like you said, the Patsy Cline musical, we're seeing a lot more of, of these type of shows. But I think what I like particularly about this show, it isn't a jukebox musical. What it is really is the story of Hank Williams' life with live music. So the music is, is played in context. All of the music is, is contextual. Um, and so. Yeah, tell us a little bit more about his story because he wasn't the nicest guys. As, as the pain started bothering him and he started drinking a little bit, he, he was an interesting guy, wasn't he? So that was something that, that troubled him all through his life and, and most likely attributed greatly to his early death. Um, and so also, you know, mixing that with the, the, the medications that he was taking, a whole host of them for his, his really painful back injury, um, his, was really a recipe for disaster. But isn't that amazing that with all of those handicaps, he, he, Kept doing his radio show for many years on Saturdays, but during the week he was traveling all over the all the time. Yeah, you know, Louisiana and, and Texas and Alabama and up to the up in Tennessee. That had to be grueling because in those days, I'm sure it was all two lane, uh, winding road, mountain roads. Yeah, on our on our website, um, we are doing a blog series that we'll be doing throughout the run of the show, which is introducing people to various aspects of the show. And, and rooting it in the historical context of the time period. So one of the blog entries that we have is a, is about the Drifting Cowboys and uh, under the, the sort of umbrella of what it was like to be a traveling musician during it, that time. Yeah, we're talking 1938 to through the war years. Now, yeah. he was at 4F from the draft because of the bad back. Right. And yet he had a problem uh, with musicians because they were all getting drafted on him. Yeah, so that was one of the reasons why a lot of people came and went through his band was, like you said, they were getting drafted. Yeah, and it all seemed to come together for him, though, right after the war, right? 46 up through 52 were, were right. those big years for him. Yeah. So name a few of his songs so we can remember. <laughs> I know we're going to hear Jambalaya. Right. And uh, we did uh, Honky Tonk Blues. Love sick blues, but uh, hey, good looking. How about give us a few more? Uh, your cheating heart. Wow, who doesn't know that? Setting the woods on fire, which is a really, really fun song. 
And you know, uh, he's, he's on every jukebox in the world. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You go to any honky tonk bar, any roadside thing, folks do it. You see the, now that, now they're not the big boxes. They're little things that are in the booth. And you flip around and you'll see one Hank Williams song after another. Yeah. And like I said, because of those radio shows, there, there's so much, uh, available now. There's just some really wonderful recordings where you hear him, um, you hear how, how he introduced a lot of the songs, uh, a lot of the times just melding in little, little radio promo spots and stuff. He would do all those things live and then leading up into the song and then you can hear the, 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 the group, um, sort of cheering and hollering afterwards. It's, it's just really fun. It's just filled with joy and energy. It's really exciting. Well, um, so tell us how you prepare because you have to prepare for the show as both a singer and as an actor. Yeah, and I know the acting part isn't too hard because if if you guys don't remember Peter, he's uh, he's definitely one of our top actors in Chicago, winning you won two Jeff Awards for for acting. Yeah, now tell us about that. We don't, this is this is promotional, so we're like uh, Equus best. Uh, yeah, uh, I, for Equus at uh, Red Twist Theater, and then also for the Pillow Man, which was an, another one of my favorite. Production. And you're nominated for this year. Yeah, for a, a great little show called Elling, which, which was a really whole bunch of fun with, uh, directed by Steve Scott. Yeah, and it was a, was a terrific show and, uh, and good luck on that. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, just, just the fact of being, to being nominated three times out of what, four or five dramatic roles you've done, all, almost every one got nominated. That's amazing. Well, I feel really honored, uh, in sport from the community is really great. I, I really love Chicago and Chicago theater, so I'm really glad to be here. Well, I what I'm so glad about is is for you to get a vehicle like Hank Williams where you can show off your acting chops and then you can you can let people know your that you can sing. Yeah, I think I think what a lot of the people might not know is is how much I am invested in music. Um I've I've written a few scores for a couple of plays here in Chicago. I think and so I, I do write a lot of music, and then I have a lot of folk music that I've written. I play around blues and, and some some rock as well. So yeah. I really love music. Music is, is really well. I think when we see someone, some of the casting directors come out and see the show and realize that that uh, that you can you can sing. That uh, I got a feeling that some of those invites for some of those some of the big Broadway shows might be coming. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe that. Well, I really hope people will come out to this show because I think it appeals to a whole wide host of, of people. Yeah, who's people, the audience? Yeah, people who love the theater will, I think, will love it because it's a it's a really great piece of theater. I really, I truly believe that. And and people who just love the music can come and really enjoy the music because the music is is so front and center in the show. So if you love, if you have any interest in Hank Williams' music or that genre of music, I think you you can't help but have a really good time. So. I'm really excited about uh, sort of how wide of a demographic of people will really find the show appealing. Yeah, I, I I absolutely believe that. And when I mention it around town, uh, you know, among us reviewers, we talk about what we're going to see. As soon as I mention Hank Williams, they go, "Oh, wow! Thank God you're finally doing the show." Then when I mention you're you're playing Hank. <laughs> I get a lot of interest, so so that should that should be cool. Well, that is good to hear. Yeah, that <laughs> is fun. Um, so, the blend of the actor. At what point do you 
does the singer and the actor really just become, do you just become Hank? I'm interested in your preparation because it's, it's a tough role. It's got to be to play this icon figure. Yeah, we started out with the music, um, learning all the songs and getting, getting tight as a band because you want to, you want to get all of the, all of that out of the way so that you can just kind of live in the moment because this, this, this show moves so fast. It's, I, I equate it, it's like an amoeba. It's always changing and flowing and, and, and growing. So it's, it's really interesting how fast the show moves because it just, it's just one, it just, blend seamlessly right into each other so there's no time to think you, there's no time to prepare you're just jumping right into it all the time so it's going to be interesting to see what you do with uh, the, the third floor athenaeum 87 seat uh, space yeah i yeah. was just there for a for a, a nice production of uh, henry five and it, it's going to be an interesting space for you guys I, absolutely and yeah. I, I think we have an interesting um set concept and hopefully it works out it looks great in the model right now so i'm hoping that it translates well to the space and i i think people i mean one of the aspects of filament that we really like to talk about is is uh, multiple points of access so we we really want to um make it a um a whole experience so that the show en envelops you from the beginning from the moment you walk through the door until the end of the show so i think people will be able to to come and see the show and then have a have a great experience overall. Okay, who's who's directing the show? Uh, the show is directed by our artistic director Julie Ritchie and our associate artistic director Omen Sate. So they're doing a, a joint collaboration here, and then we have music consulting by Matt Kaler, who people might know from the Sean Graney Pirates of Penzance show. Oh, that's interesting. So one more commercial for the show. Yeah, so we're doing the show uh, June 8th through July 8th at the Athenaeum Theater. Um, that's at 2936 North Southport Avenue. Uh, you can find out more information about the show at our website, www.filamenttheater.org, or you can go to the Athenaeum website, um, which is www.athenaeumtheater.org, uh, and that's where you can buy tickets. And at only $22 a ticket. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a steel time. Yeah, really do. no, it, <laughs> it is. I mean, a, a full blown musical that just isn't a review and it just isn't a a show with a with a little canned music. This is this is live entertainment at its best. I mean, we absolutely. I mean, we have really top caliber people in the show. I just absolutely adore the cast. Really talented. The musicians are, you know, some of the best in town. So I I think people will really really have a good time. Well, one of the major writers in town said that he didn't think there's anything worth seeing this summer. I think he is so <laughs> wrong. Chris, if you can, if you listen to this, you've got to get out and see this show because uh, Hank Williams' uh, Lost Highway is going to be one of the hits of the of the summer. And it, 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 I predict this show will keep will keep rolling. But uh, Well, thank you, Tom. I, yeah. really, I really hope so. And... Uh, so make sure that you guys get out there. So uh, is uh, Filament website will have all the information. It right? sure will, yeah. Yeah, and you can get tickets at uh, in advance through that or at the Athenaeum right. Theater, right? Yep, that you can you can book online or they have a there's a telephone number there that you can. And folks, if call. you haven't been at the Athenaeum in a while, I was there recently, and they have the bar on the first floor. The little lounge is open. It's the place is a lot cleaner. Parking is better. 
and they're they're slowly but surely making renovations all through yeah, it's, the place. It's a really a great space. Yeah, we're, it, we're, it, really, we're excited to be there. Yeah, and you 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 pick the right one. I mean, the the seating is much better on the third floor than any of the others. Yeah, it's a it's a really nice space, and and I think people will be really comfortable and have a great time at the show. Well, good luck at the Jeffs, and <laughs> we we are looking forward to uh, hearing Hank Williams, and we're gonna go out with a little bit of Hank Williams. Folks, go see a play this week. All right, now we're going to do a little song I like to call Love Sick Blues. I got a feeling called the blues. Oh, Lord, since my baby said goodbye. Lord, I don't know what I'll do. All I do is sit inside. Lord, I don't know what I'll do. All I do is.